<clears throat> All right. Well, hello and welcome. Welcome and hello. Today is Thursday, which means that it is vlog day. The sun is down here in Southern California, and I'm here, and I'm all set up, and you know what? We're going to vlog. Let me get out my vlog notes. We just got a whole mess of stuff to talk about this. Uh, there is some advocacy and stuff, some announcements at the top of the program. Going to have beer. Duh. Shout outs, of course. Loads of first impressions. Well, not loads of first impressions. I have some first impressions. In fact, I have one true, true first impression, something I haven't even taken apart, looked at, built on, anything. Those seem to be the most entertaining because you can watch me just sit here and get like so frustrated beyond repair, but it's actually a product I'm very, very excited to try out. People have just been raving about it, and I'm excited to finally get it. Uh, unfortunately, I do not have a retro vaping segment prepared this week, and it's honestly, it's getting difficult to do retro vaping. You know what I mean? I have stuff that I've kept over the years. Um, and it's in a lot of different boxes and this, that, and the other, but it's like, you know, how do I, what do I pick for retro vaping? I feel like I've covered like the spectrum of retro vaping. I've done like clearomizers and old variable wattage devices. And we did cardo tanks a couple of times and we built with silica wick a couple of times. It's like, do I go back? Do I use like stick batteries and cardomizers, which I've kind of already done that too? Do I just randomly pick some old product out of a box? Like, oh, remember the fucking Panzer Mech Mod? Yeah, let's let's vape that again. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. But as it stands now, I don't have a retro vaping segment prepared this week. I do have a review for things that never got reviewed segment this week for sure. Of course, there's going to be comments of the week. I have a bunch of good comments of the week, and uh, there might might. Oh, maybe there might just be a giveaway somewhere in there as well. I went through and if you watch my weekly review series, um, you see that I have a, a very large cabinet that I bought from Ikea over here. There's Han Solo frozen in carbonite on the front of it. And the bottom shelf of that is all giveaway stuff, like all giveaway stuff. So I went through and I'm I basically organizing it and putting it into piles like this will be one giveaway this will be one giveaway this and I'm like planning out and there's some really old 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 nonsense in there that I'm just like why am I like two year old tanks and I'm like you know what these aren't even like who who wants to vape these so there's going to be some random giveaways that might have some older gear but it's a lot of newer gear as well anyway I went through and I found something in this pile that I completely, completely forgot that I had, and it is, oh, just beautiful. I'm doing everything in my power to not use it myself. I'm like, no, this has never been used. It's probably been touched by two people in its entire life so far, including the creator of this thing and me, and uh, it's gonna be a rad giveaway. It's gonna be really fun. So let's just, uh, let's just get into this here. There's still a lot of comments on my YouTube that are getting marked as spam. And I don't know why. When you're on the YouTube back end, it'll show you community. You click on like the community tab and it'll show you all the comments on your videos. And that's where I go through and I'm like, hey, replying to people. I'm replying to you. I'm replying to you. You're asking about batteries? That's right. I'm replying to you. And then there's another tab that says likely spam. And I every time I go into YouTube, I look at that number and it's like 2,000 plus comments 
that have been somehow marked by people or marked by YouTube as spam. And I go in there and some of them are spam. Some of them, you remember that, those links that were going around, like the badass content links where someone would post a comment and be like, wow, I didn't believe it until I tried it, but you can really quit smoking with these wonderful e-cigs and they're only $800 and all you have to do is sign up for a 10 year monthly subscription fee. A lot of those are in there and they're getting marked as spam. But there's like regular comments from regular people that I recognize and, you know, the majority of them I don't recognize, but there's a few in there that I do recognize and I try to go in there every once in a while and be like, no, you're not spam, you're not spam, I know you're not spam, I know you're not spam, and so I try to mark them, but I, you know, I'm only one man, and there's re literally not enough hours in the day to accomplish everything that I want to accomplish, and so I just don't have the time. So if you comment on a video and it's not showing up, bap, chances are it got marked as spam by somebody or by YouTube, or I may have banned you in the past. There's a chance of that. I, I there was. There was a period there, and it's, I guess it's still continuing, where I'm just not going to put up with nonsense. And so if you're a dick, I'm just, I don't want to look at your comments anymore. So I'm, I'm banning people. I'm just banning people left and right. If you're a nice, normal, you know, uh, person functioning in society, then you have nothing to worry about. Even some of the comments of the week I haven't banned because sometimes they are... Uh Sometimes they are quite entertaining. So moving forward from that, not blowing smoke, Stefan posted a, uh, I can't even think of the word right now, a survey, if you will. It is a survey. So Stefan posted this with the title that said, this may be the best 10 minutes that you spend today. Your information will help us tell regulators how and why you are not blowing smoke. We need your help. Our friend, Dr. Christopher Russell, a research fellow at the Center for Substance Use Research, along with a team of researchers, have developed a survey for vapors that we'd love for you to fill out. The data from the survey will help us, Not Blowing Smoke, and other organizations present factual data to regulators and policymakers when it comes to vaping. As with all surveys, the more data we have, the better the results. Because of that, all, because of that reason, we are asking all of you who support and love what we do at Not Blowing Smoke to fill out this survey, 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 survey. This may be the best 10 minutes you spend today. Your information will help us tell regulators how and why you are not blowing smoke. There is a goal for the number of vapors taking the survey, but you know what? You are not blowing smoke and we are not blowing smoke. Let's set a new record for the largest number of vapors ever in an important survey. We can do this. So what I'm going to do in the little advocacy section of the description of this video is I'm going to post uh, a link to this to survey. It's got a long, it's got a long URL, but it's basically survey about tobacco, electronic cigarettes, and other nicotine containing products. And there's a big start button and you just start and you go through it. I just ran across this link not more than two or three hours ago. I've been prepping for the vlog. I myself have not been able to take this survey yet. I'm going to hopefully tonight, probably tomorrow, but uh, really crucial. Don't, don't put it off like I've been putting it off. Do as I say and not as I do. Don't put it off. Just take 10 minutes uh, and jump on this survey and take it because 
Stefan makes it sound like it's going to be uh, it's going to be an incredibly important survey. I truly and honestly do not have a lot to talk about as far as advocacy this, this week, but that doesn't mean that advocacy isn't happening. One thing that I noticed, I frequent the CASA Calls to Action page. I link to it constantly. I'm constantly there looking at what's going on in not only my state, not only in California, but surrounding states. And so what CASA has done that I think is incredibly helpful is they have, if you go to the call to action by, there's a, they have a call to action by state. If you just click on the call to action tab on the main page, and I'll link to this in the description, you can click on your state. So if you live in, I don't know, Montana. That's where uh, Matt, Mr. Matt from Suck My Mod lives. There you go. Friday, February 27th, 2015. Okay, that's really old. Obviously, uh, oh wow, I wonder if this went through. 50% wholesale tax on vapor products. Uh, scheduled for tomorrow has been canceled. We're also being told that the bill's sponsor plans to withdraw it. Yeah, so shoot, there you go. But you can click, you can kind of click on your state or any surrounding states, like states that your friends live in. Like if I go check, uh, let's go check Kansas, because you know who lives in Kansas, Mister uh, Mister Twisted Messes. Why isn't Kansas on here? Kansas is a state, right? I'm not crazy. Ah, oh, there it is, Kansas. Let's see what's going on in Kansas. Kansas, March 20th, 2016, local alert. Gardner, Kansas, uh, opposed the tobacco and vapor 21 and over ordinance. City Council will hold a public hearing to consider raising the age to purchase tobacco and vapor products to 21 years old. Monday, March 21st. Let's see if this went through. Doesn't have any updates. So there you go. So CASA has kind of organized things by state. So you can go to the CASA website and you can, you know, look at things on a state by state basis, which I think is really cool. So real quick, I'm going to, I'm going to finally talk about tattoos. This is a completely non-vaping related subject. I'm going to talk about the tattoos that I have. Loads of people ask about them and I'm going to be talking about them. All the ones that I have and even maybe some ones that you haven't seen. Ooh, don't worry. They're not in any naughty places. But first, what I want to do is what I've been vaping. Um, this is that Silo. 2000 DNA 200 uh, that I absolutely love. In fact, I just got an email from this guy who's talking about it's going to be about two weeks before these are back in stock on the site. This is something that I use constantly. I'm kind of waiting for them to get back in stock on the site before I do an actual review for it, but it's made, you know, multiple, multiple appearances now in the vlog. It's a, it's a boring mod. It's a boring square mod. So I threw a culture of clouds sticker on there. This is the sub zero RDA that I bought from beyond vape. And this is a dot mod Petrie actually kind of chuff cap that happens to fit stellar just amazing on here this is rainbow sherbet in the dark it's a 0.4 ohm coil I have it set to 88 watts this is just a, a lovely just delicious vape that i kind of always have to have around like in some form or another i'm always vaping rainbow sherbet in the dark on either a petri or a sub-zero lately it's been a sub-zero and that sub-zero is on top of a dna 200 mod and the dna 200 mod du jour happens to be this silo 2000 from uh, from mod crate good god in heaven that is just a fantastic vape additionally that's right 
Still rocking that noisy cricket. I love the cricket. I can't help it. It's just a wonderful device. We've seen this at least a dozen times now in various different vlogs and, and vlog videos and travel vlogs. I love it. This is the red one that I bought from vapenw.com. I got a Twisted Messes version 2 on here with the DHD cap. Still rocking that mango sticky rice. Um, this is it. This is the end. So last time I, I was down to like a mill and I thought that was the end. And I was I vaped through it all and I'm like, I'm really bummed out. So I go and I take this to the bathroom like I'm going to wash it out. And I come back here and I look in my juice cabinet and way in the back is the bottle, the original 120 mil bottle. And there's still like 20 more mils in it. And I'm like, I thought you were empty. I thought I threw you away. And so I filled this back up. But again, now we're back down to the bottom. So once this is gone, it's truly gone. And uh, it's kind of a shame because this is just a stellar vape as well. These batteries are dying, dying, dead, dying. Yeah. Wow, Nick. How about... Uh, how about we change out those batteries, Grim Green? So, another thing I've been vaping heavily uh, and a lot, and I didn't, I, I liked it when I got it, but I didn't like the feel of it. But as I've been using it, it softened up a bit. You know, there's finishes on certain metals, like aluminum sometimes can have like anodized aluminum, can sometimes have like a chalkboard feeling. This had like a chalkboard feeling until I really started using it. This is that Hooligan SX350J box from Hooligan Mods. I'm going to link down in the description to his Facebook because I don't believe he has a website out yet. Dual 18650 SX350J. He put my uh, laser etch the new Grim Green logo on there. This on top is the 24 millimeter Subohm Innovations. Uh, what the hell is it called? Subzero RDA. I, I love these RDAs, man. Um, I got one to review and I loved it so much that I bought another one and then I was browsing around on vape stuff here and there all over the internet and I came to the Subohm Innovation site and I saw that they had the 24 millimeter in stock and I was just like, ah, I can't pass that up. So I bought one and they shipped it quickly. It came here in a couple days. I've been rocking it ever since. It's freaking wonderful. The flavor is slightly less than the regular Sub-Zero. And the regular Sub-Zero has pretty good flavor. Someone was asking me in the comments, why don't I rate flavor on like a one to 10 scale? And that's because I don't really think that it's like a subjective thing or it's like an objective thing that you can just rate. Like if I say the Dot Mod Petrie version two with the stock airflow is a 10 out of 10 flavor, then that means nothing can ever be better than that. And I know I don't feel comfortable doing that. And so I say things like pretty good, great, stellar, not so good, kind of meh, because that's how I feel it in my head. The flavor on this is good. It's just not great. It's not like dot mod Petri level. It's not like K fun level. It's still good. What I have in here is an 11 wrap, 22 gauge anarchist wire on a three and a half millimeter post came out to 0.27 ohms. I have this set to 75 Watts. It's giving me 4.5 volts. There's a little bit of ramp up, but I kind of prefer that little bit of ramp up instead of having super hot in my mouth right away and then run the risk of burning my wicks or, you know, having a premature life to my coils. I find that if I rock things 
at a slightly lower wattage, I get a lot more life out of the cotton and I get a lot more life out of the coils. It's kind of like your car. You just don't drive it floored to the ground everywhere you go. No, you you drive at a reasonable rate and you change your oil and then your car will last longer. It's kind of how I feel about these coils. Uh, this is a dot mod Petri drip Petri. No, it's not a dot mod Petri. It's a dot mod drip tip on top. And this juice came from District 5. This is, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a white gummy. It's called white gummy. And it's really freaking good. I'll post a link in the description if you want to check it out. It is delicioso. It kind of reminds me of if this is going to be the weirdest comparison of all time. But uh, Lane Cove Vapor has a very unique, distinct sort of flavor profile to their juices, okay? This juice reminds me if Ruby Roo and Lane Cove Vapor had made the Dynamite line. Like, the Dynamite line is very sweet and fruity, and it reminds me, like, if the Dynamite line had been made by Lane Cove, that's what this would taste like. This tastes like a Lane Cove version of the uh, Ignite from Dynamite. It's weird. It's crazy, right? It's sweet, but it's Lane Covey somehow. That's what it reminds me of. Anyway, it's called White Gummy. It's quite delicious. This is a .27 at 4.5 volts, 75 watts on the Hooligan box, 24 millimeter Sub-Zero RDA. I've realized that I just like building giant coils with 22-gauge anarchist wire. The vape that I get from it is just really, really good. So, no other real surprises here. Titan Box, Goon RDA, Brad's Cap Cap on top. I have... Nope, that's not the right juice. Oh, that is the right juice. Yes. Mm, this is a Dewey Boba from... Uh, Elevated uh, Vaping. It's freaking delicious. I'll post a link down in the description. Uh, I like Elevated Vaping as a vendor, and I really do like this Mango Boba. In fact, I got some Elevated Vaping sent me after I bought a fuck ton of, of Mango Boba. They're like, have you tried the other Bobas? And I'm like, no, oh, no, not really. I have a Thai Boba that I'm wanting to try, but we're going to have to wait till we get to the first impressions for that. Anyway, Mango Boba, it's freaking delicious. This is a Turk uh, Clapton in here on a parallel box, so... It's all good and it's uh, nice and warm. Good lord, it's so good. I love the airflow on the goon. Like I said, I hate building on the goon, but I love the airflow on the goon. So, lastly, this is what I've been using. Thanks a lot, Matt. I'm going to have a review for this next week. Uh, next Wednesday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, I can't quite remember. This is the Theorem drip tank from, uh, you know, Wismec, Jbo, Suck My Mod. It's sitting on top of the Presso 100 watt, which desperately needs a new battery. Fantastic. So this is a 0.16 ohm uh, single coil horizontal fuse Clapton. It's at 85 watts. I'm vaping a juice called Key Juice, which I've never heard of before until I went to a vape meet out in Palm Springs this last weekend. I went to a cloud comp out at CV Vapor Shop in Palm Springs. It's actually in Cathedral City. Great people there. The owners are just wonderful. And a few guys from Key Juice were there. And I'm like, I've never tried your shit. And so we're sitting there and trying and vaping. And this one's called Mighty Mangus. 
No idea what the flavor profile is supposed to be, but it's sweet. It kind of tastes like mangoes. It kind of has like a tropical vibe to it, in my opinion. Six milligram. Believe it or not, and this is a weird thing to say, I'm trying to get back up to six milligram. I vape way too much. Three milligram ruined my life. I can sit here all day long, you know, 12 hours a day and just chain vape three milligram. And it doesn't, I just keep going and keep going and keep going. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe if I tried to get back up to six, I would vape less. And so that's been my experiment with this theorem tank is I've been putting six milligram in it and trying to use it exclusively so that I'm trying to see if I'll actually, if I actually will vape less with six milligram, but six milligram, pardon me. It's good. And it's uh, it's throaty boy. Oh, but it's good. The flavor on that theorem is just ridiculous. Been having a really good time with it. Like I said, review next week. So, so, so what I want to spend the next uh, 10 minutes or so doing, we're already 20 minutes into this vlog, is I want to talk about my tattoos real fast. A lot of people, a lot of people keep asking me about my tattoos. And this last Wednesday was May the 4th. May the 4th be with you, which marks the two-year anniversary of this. This is a Stormtrooper helmet, the original Stormtrooper helmet with two American traditional roses on it. No, I do not have my chest tattooed. I had an appointment, I believe, uh, a loose appointment, I believe, with Tony Medellin up at uh, Lasting Dose Tattoo in Reno, but uh, XYZ and happened and that, so my tattoo appointment never happened. I'm trying to look for a good tattoo artist in San Diego, so if you know of anybody, I do want to expand Star Wars down into my chest, but as it stands, Star Wars is not on my chest. There was no real reason for getting this tattoo. It was done at the Silver State Tattoo and Art Festival in Reno, Nevada. The, the tattoo artist, Nate Lowerman from Boise, Idaho, Idaho, he tattoos out of chalice tattoo. He had some free time, and I'm just talking to him going, hey, maybe I might like to get tattooed. And he's like, oh, really? What'd you have in mind? And I'm like, you know what? I, I have no idea. Somehow we got to the throat, and he's like, well, you know, tomorrow is May 4th, which is National Star Wars Day. You could get something Star Wars tattooed on your throat. And I was like, done. Let's make the appointment. I was showing him some stuff online. I'm like, I really like Stormtroopers. I love the Stormtrooper. I love the American traditional roses. So he did his own version of that. This is an original drawing from Nate Lowerman. And it was six hours from beginning to end. I just laid there and took it. I didn't actually even eat anything all day, which was probably a really bad idea. But six hours from beginning to end, we were in Reno and he was from Idaho. And I'm thinking I'm not going to Idaho to get this finished. So we're finishing it now. So six hours from beginning to end, best decision I ever made. Now, my oldest tattoos are over here. Are you going to be able to see these? This is a Decepticon symbol. This is Megatron. This is fire. Okay. The first tattoo I ever got was this little Decepticon symbol right here, and it's because my my what who became my tattoo artist, Mark Moots, very dear friend of mine, he called me a pussy, and I don't stand for that kind of shit, and so my girlfriend at the time, she was getting tattooed by Mark, no, she was getting tattooed by someone else at the shop, and I could hear Mark in the background of our phone call, and I'm like, oh, I'm joking. I'm like, oh, I should come get a tattoo. And Mark's like, yeah, I bet you won't, pussy. And I'm like, you know what? I got in my car that second. I drove to the ATM. I got out money. And I said, put a Decepticon symbol on me, you son of a bitch. And I said, shut up and take my money. And so he put it there. So I got that. And then I got this Autobot symbol here, which is badly, badly faded. Um, it used to be bright red, but apparently I don't hold red very well on my arm because it's all faded out. I need to get all these touched up. Then afterwards, I got Megatron here. 
So this is from a picture from a toy magazine, and it was just a picture of this Megatron statue that I thought just looked super cool, and I was like, what if we do Megatron standing behind the Decepticon symbol? He's like, done. So we did that. We added the color and fire a couple appointments later. This is also from a toy magazine. This is a picture I found online of Optimus Prime holding the Autobot Matrix of Leadership and sort of opening it across his chest, even though in the original canon, even in the comic books and in the TV show, Optimus Prime, while he had the Matrix of Leadership inside of him, I don't believe he ever actually opened the Matrix of Leadership, um, but that's him opening the Matrix of Leadership, and there's no real story or significant meaning behind these. Um, I really, really like the Transformers. I grew up with the Transformers, and so I wanted to get the Transformers tattooed on me. I did not get tattooed until I was 27 years old, and i that was a conscious thing. I've always wanted to get tattooed, but I knew if I got tattooed when I was younger, I would have dumb shit. And so I waited until I was a little bit more of a grown-ass man, and then I decided to just get ta- stuff tattooed on me that I really, really liked. So... I really, really fucking like the Transformers a lot. I got the movie poster back here. So that's what got tattooed over here. There's nothing else on the rest of my arm except guns. I, I have no idea what to do up here. I don't know. This is a blank canvas that is open for the taking. Um, I was thinking of maybe continuing the Transformers, doing something uh, space or science related up here. I'm not really sure. Not really sure what's going on over there. This arm is all Disney villains. So it all started with this uh, right here. You see this? This is Maleficent. And I was in Disneyland with my girlfriend at the time, and we were in one of the gift shops, and I looked up and I saw this amazing oil painting of Maleficent, and I was like, oh, I want to own that someday. And so I looked at the price tag, and I was like, I will never own that. So I took a picture of it with my little flip phone cell phone, and I texted it to my tattoo artist, Mark, and he's like, oh, yeah, we can totally do that. And so I got home, and a week later, I got Maleficent tattooed on me. And uh, it was glorious. It was wonderful. I I love the way this turned out. It's some of the best work that Mark's ever done. He's an all-around, really well-rounded, good tattoo artist. But I love the way that Maleficent turned out. And after we did Maleficent, we did Ursula over here. You see Ursula from The Little Mermaid? Her hair goes up here. See Ursula right there? Now, I lost some color in here pretty bad. I didn't heal very well, probably because I wasn't taking care of it very much. But uh, that's Ursula right there. And then after Ursula was there, we did her eels. So that's Flotsam and Jetsam, her eels from The Little Mermaid. Because I'm a nerd and I like Disney, and so I got Disney shit tattooed on me. We just decided to stick with villains. We wanted to keep this sort of dark green and purpley sort of situation going on. I did filler work in here with a bunch of like uh, thorn bushes and some glowy stuff. There's uh, Maleficent's Raven. Can you see that? There's a Raven right here. That's Maleficent's Raven Diablo that kind of sits on her staff, you know? she's uh, That's up here. Diablo's up here. Um, this is probably my favorite one. That's Captain Hook. And we kind of went off track, I guess, with Captain Hook because he has a big red hat. But that's Captain Hook and... Captain Hook's a badass, and that tattoo turned out badass, and it all kind of blends together. Like, his hook is part of kind of like Ursula's hair comes up and forms his hook, Captain Hook's hook, and his bow tie is here, and it kind of fades into the black right here of the of Maleficent's raven, and then up here is Jafar, 
which is uh, he's not done. This is actually two sessions in already, and he's not quite done. There's obviously blank space all up in here, and there's some a big blank stripe right up in here. But that's Jafar, and he's like, mm, and grimacing. Um, Aladdin was one of my favorite movies way back in the day. I uh, I saw Aladdin on my very first date that I, I think I ever went on ever um, with a female, and we went and saw Aladdin when I was... Good Lord, how old was I? 15, 14, something like that. We went and saw Aladdin. And, uh, you know, I, I grew up in northern Nevada, and a lot of our vacations as children were to Disneyland. I have pictures of me three years old at Disneyland, and I grew up going to Disneyland. So Disneyland and Disney in general are a very sentimental part of my childhood, and uh, obviously so is Star Wars, obviously so are the Transformers, and so that's what I got tattooed on me. That's all my tattoos. There's more tattoos, but I'm going to have to get my leg up here. All right. So I just want to make sure that this is... Uh, somewhat in focus. One of my favorite bands of all time is uh, is Guar. And so I tattooed uh, Odorous, the visage of the lead singer Odorous Urungus, rest in peace Dave, tattooed on me. And it's faded a little bit over the years. My skin is really dry on my legs. It's faded a little bit, but it still looks so fucking cool, so fucking boss. We found this picture online and uh, Mark tattooed it on me after hours in the tattoo studio. He used to be a very sort of bright looking like weird, uh, like off grayish brown color, but that's odorous. And then that's Balzac, the jaws of death, the guitar player from Guar. And so I got this actually right after the very first vape fest in 2010, we did all the black and white on this. And then I came back later and got it colored. Um, the shin was uh, quite a painful place to get tattooed. Very painful place to get tattooed. And we added all this kind of blood spatter in. This was supposed to be an entire guar leg sleeve. We were going to do uh, Flattis over here because he had passed away. We were going to do Sleazy P. Martini up here and Slymenstra and Jizmac on my leg. And it was going to be a full guar sleeve. But uh, it kind of just never happened. I would love to get back up to Reno and have Mark tattoo the rest of Guar on me, but as it stands, I have Odorous and I have Balzac, the Jaws of Death. So yeah, as you can see, uh, I do love having tattoos. I just hate getting tattooed. And some people are like, no, no, it hurts, but it's kind of like good hurt. No, those people are crazy people. Tattooing hurts. It just fucking hurts like crazy. I hate it. I hate getting tattooed. I do it all the time. I still hate it. It hurts like crazy. None of my tattoos have any special, like, deep meaning. Like, oh, this one's for my brother. This one is for my grandfather who was in World War II. I just, I don't have any deep sentimental two tattoos like that. All my tattoos represent shit that I like and shit that I've liked for a really long time. It, for me, in my opinion, I just want my tattoos to look cool. Like, for me... That is the one function of tattoos. I want to look at my arm and look at Maleficent and be like, you know what? That looks fucking cool. I love the way that looks. For me, I don't care what anybody else thinks. I don't care if you like Maleficent or if you think it's a shitty tattoo. That bothers me zero. For me, I like to look down at my arm and be excited and go, yes, Maleficent looks cool. I like to look at my Stormtrooper and be like, yes, this Stormtrooper looks cool. For me, tattoos aren't what they're about. They're, they're 
more of a, a, a frame or a snapshot of when you got them. I remember getting all of these tattoos. I remember getting my throat tattooed. I remember getting Maleficent. I remember getting Odorous. In fact, when we did the color on Odorous, I had just broken up with one of my girlfriends. And I'll always remember that. I'll always remember breaking up with her and then going to get tattooed on my leg. I'll always remember coming home from the first vape fest and getting Balzac tattooed on my shin. I'll always remember getting Maleficent tattooed on me and the very next day driving down to Las Vegas to have a birthday weekend in Vegas with my brother. I remember when I got the tattoo and that's, that's what's sentimental about it for me. Cool. Cool. So tattoos, man. A lot of people keep asking about that. I'm glad I finally got to talk about them. But what I want to do after tattoos, all this talk and about tattoos has got me thirsty. It's time to go to the beer section. Let's taste some beer. So the beer I have this week, I believe this is a beer that Diego gave me and I had smuggled back from the UK. That's the that's all I can think of how this beer came to be in my possession. Uh, I have never heard of it. I've certainly never tasted it before. It's, it's something I can't even pronounce. There's a jester on it and it looks like it's Brugge, Brugge, oh God. B-R-U-G-S-E, Bruges, Brugizot, Brugizot, Brugizot. I'm going to say Brugizot, Bruges. Bruges sounds uh, sounds Belgian, and that's what this beer is, and so I'm going to go with Bruges. Thankfully, there is no cork. In fact, I haven't had a beer with a cork on it in a while. I'm going to have to track down a beer, put it in the fridge for next week that actually has a cork in it so that I can be terrified of opening a cork. Clicking over to Beer Advocate, it's got an 82% score, which is still very good. So, uh, one of the top reviewers says, uh, what? Immediate horse blanket that, of course, overwhelms the taste. Immediate horse blanket. What the fuck does that mean? Lots of creamy foam and light beige golden body. Some sweet yeast. Nothing exceptional. A poor, poor Belgian. Medium or lighter. Largey mouthful. Substantially carbonated or effervescent. Well, I'll have to be the judge of that myself. It is very, wow, that is carbonated. Hi, welcome to Carbonation Cup. This is what Monday would look like if it were a beer. This is too carbonated, or I'm just really bad at pouring beers. Wow, hi, welcome to Carbonation Land. That is, uh, that's a lot of carbonation on there. It's sort of an opaque, orangey color, uh, very Belgian colored. I'm drinking this out of, uh, Grim Army Tulip Glass and it smells nice. I mean, it smells like a Belgian, like a Belgian wit beer. I don't get any horse blanket, which is a weird thing. Immediate horse blanket. That, of course, overwhelms taste. What is horse blanket? Ruby, in the next episode of Culture of Clouds podcast, will you please explain to me what horse blanket is when talking about beer? Anyway, it smells like a, you know, a beer. The aroma is that of beer and Belgian beer in a glass. That's what I'm getting from it. I don't get a lot from it. But anyway, thank you, uh, Diego. I think this came from Diego. I want to say it was Diego. I met him at UK Vape Jam. 
He gave me a bunch of beer, and I think this is one that I smuggled back. If that's not the case, if you're watching this vlog and you're looking at me going, Nick, you son of a bitch, I gave you that beer or I sent you that beer, please let me know. But I believe <laughs> I believe this came from Diego. So cheers. Here's to you. Drinking good health. It's good. It's very uh, tangy. I get some citrus flavors, some apricotty sort of flavors in there. It is very carbonated, very effervescent. I'm actually really, I'm actually really enjoying this. This is a really easy drinking beer. It's sweeter than I thought it would be. This guy threw me off with his horse blanket statement that said it tasted like horse blankets. I get, like I said, a lot of upfront citrusy sweetness. I do get some like apricot, like like peach apricot flavor in there as well. It's it's very nice. Like I said, it's sweeter than I thought it would be. It is not a hoppy, sort of bitter hoppy IPA at all. This is exactly what I was craving. I've been drinking so many IPAs lately that I'm starting to go back to just completely hating IPAs. I want no more IPAs. All I want is like Belgians. Next week, I think I have a beer from The Lost Abbey, which I'm going to taste and... Uh, ooh, pardon me. Ooh, that was gross. Sorry. Sorry, Sheik. Sorry. Wow. I think that's really good. I think that's very, very tasty. I think... I think... Ah, sure. Let's try Sherman in the Dark first. But I think that white gummy flavor is actually going to pair a little bit better. I just freshly rebuilt and re-wicked this Sub-Zero RDA. And man, that makes such a huge difference. I'm certainly not trying to brag or toot my own horn here. I have a lot of vapes going at the same time. And so sometimes I'll just use an RDA and keep using it and keep using it and keep using it and keep using it when it should have been re-wicked already, when any normal sane person would have re-wicked it. I just let it go way too far. I recently rebuilt and re-wicked this Sub-Zero RDA. Oh man, it is a world of difference. You're like, what? So that's what that juice tastes like. It's delicious. So this is Sherbet in the Dark, Sub-Zero RDA. I think it might pair really well with this, but I have really high hopes for the white gummy as well. Oh, it's good. Oh, that's a good pairing. I don't know what it is about that Sherbet in the Dark flavor, but it just pairs really well with Belgian beers. I have a feeling this white gummy is going to pair even better. This white gummy, like I said, it's really hard to explain. It's not an overly sweet flavor, which is why I think it reminds me of something that Lane Cove would have done, but it's like, it kind of reminds me of that Dynamite Ignite, the like, whatever it is, strawberry hibiscus flavor. It kind of has like this hibiscus flavor in there at least pardon me at least that's what i get out of it anyway here we go white gummy with bruges 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 oh man i'm bad at pronouncing things what am i doing that's not how you do a vape pairing this is how you do a vape pairing Yeah, that's good. Oh, that's good. That's better. That's better than the sherbet. The sherbet is good. The white gummy is a little bit better with this. Like there, there's some tartness in this white gummy, and it's really bringing out like that tartness in the beer. Anyway, it's really good. I love beer. I love drinking beer. I'm a big fan of beer. And uh, yeah, sorry if you're not a big fan of beer, then 
that's why I put timestamps so you don't have to sit here and watch me like romanticize like oh beer and uh, this that and the other so it's just something I like you know what I mean like I said when I originally started these blogs it was originally just to talk about everything that I was into at the time like music and movies and vapes and beer and all this stuff but it's kind of morphed and then the only thing I really kept from my old school vlogs was the beer tasting section and hopefully that will never never go away but uh, yeah delicious all right, I'm going to wrap this part up. Uh, what do we do after we drink beer? We always do some shout-outs. shout-out time. So, yeah, let me see where my shout-outs are. Uh, yes, I want to give a quick shout-out to Caleb. Caleb, uh, last week when I was talking about that custom firmware site, and I said if anybody wants to make Grim Army Cuboid custom firmware, uh, that I would be your best friend. Evidently, now me and Caleb are best friends because he absolutely made one, put it up on that site, and gave me a link to a Dropbox. So down in the description under the other section, I'm going to put a link to the Grim Army firmware cuboid uh, that uh, that Caleb made that's very very cool very very cool thank you thank you Caleb I also want to give a quick shout out to Toonie so Toonie is uh, just one of the best people that I've ever met in my life I met him at Niagara Falls uh, at the VPX event up there he follows me on Instagram he follows me on YouTube he always has something nice to say he's just such a such a like a positive positive guy and so he he messaged me on instagram and uh i don't know where my phone is so i can't read the message but he's like you know hey nick um i just want to say thank you for all the videos you've done um blah 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 this that the other oh ooh, pardon me he didn't burp he did he did not burp he's like i want to send you my my custom 528 custom vapes uh clone it's a it's the Monster V2 clone that he modified even further, and he built a all stainless steel Clapton on the inside and wicked it. He's like, it's great in temp control. All you have to do is fill it up with juice, and it, it's a great vape. And what he did is he drilled out holes. He I think he widened the holes in the bottom, and he drilled out holes in the chimney, so it looks more like a sub-ohm tank from like Kanger. You know how the RDA base in that has the two big holes on the side for juice flow? This has that as well. So it's been wicking juice like a champ. This is an all stainless steel uh, build. I have it in stainless steel mode on this E-Leaf iStick TC 200 watt. 410 degrees, it's a 0.27 ohm. I have it set to 61 watts. He's right. These stainless steel fused Claptons work really good in temperature control mode. He also sent me some juice. It's called uh, Toonies Yogurt or something like that. I, I don't know the backstory behind it. But Tooney, I guess, evidently maybe working with a local shop to make his own yogurt juice that he really likes. It's a very berry tart, 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 tart tart yogurt but Tooney, you are shouted out without a doubt um just one of the greatest guys ever thank you for this gift i'm absolutely enjoying it and you're right you know what you're right stainless steel claptons do work great in temp mode oh it's good it is a nice warm just warm saturated flavorful vape the nick level on this is 1.5 which is bah. i'm trying to get back up to six if i want some six of this yogurt anyway you don't have to send me six of this yogurt please toonie you do not have to you sent me like 120 wheels of 1.5 i'm perfectly fine with that i am happy to vape it it is delicious but yeah this is like 
one of the best temp control experiences I've ever had. Good Lord, it's nice and there's not like that temperature control drop-off that happens all the time. You know, in, in temperature control, this is one of the reasons I hate TC is because it ramps up great and then it just, oh, you want it to keep going, but it goes, it goes, sorry, temperature limiting this. Nope, not happening. 410 degrees, stainless steel 316, 0.27 ohms. Uh, I have it set to 61 watts and the vape on it is great. I'm sorry, I'm taking another two. Anyway, definitely shout out to Toonie, definitely. So, uh, yeah, I definitely have some time for some more uh, shout outs. And look, man, these shout outs are piling up like crazy. I have some that go back into January. Let me, let me, let me read this one. This is the oldest one I have from January. Um, Bart, 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 Bart. What did Bart write to me? Bart wrote, uh, hey Grim, I tried sending you a pic of me enjoying your vlog through Facebook Messenger, but it didn't work, so here's the pic. Feel free to share all of this email. I've been watching your vids for almost two years, and I have been a vapor for almost two years. I look forward to watch every video Monday through Thursday. You have helped me continue vaping. I unfortunately lost my stepfather two months ago to lung cancer, and it has been a tough road for me and my family to recuperate from. I've recently purchased my mother a Kanger starter kit to help her stop smoking after 30 years. All of my knowledge that I have to share to others is mainly from you and your great insight into vaping. Thank you. Keep up the awesome work of informing and helping people with vaping. Uh, so if this could possibly be a shout out to, that would be cool. Thanks, Nick. Metal forever and always. Absolutely. Bart, you are shouted out. I'm very sorry for your loss. Um, I'm, and I apologize for how late this shout out is. You messaged me back in January, and I'm literally just getting around to it now. Let's go back to another really old one. Madison also wrote to me in January and said, Hello, Nick. My name is Madison, and my hubby is Lee. He has been vaping for about a year and a half now. Well, a year and a half and like four months. I couldn't be more proud. We are both vapors and have been following your entire journey. I would love it if you could please give him a shout out. He definitely won't be expecting it. And I know it will put a huge smile on his face. You are a part of the reason he started vaping and it would mean a lot to both of us. Absolutely. Madison, Lee, you are both shouted out as well. And again, I apologize. It took so long to get to your shout out. I got another one here from... Uh, Back in January, this is uh, Brian. Brian writes to me and says, Hey, Nick, my name is Brian. I currently work at Above and Beyond Vapor here in Minnesota. I was just hoping to get a shout-out for my boss here at ABV. Her name is Natalie. She is an amazing boss and a great friend to me and everyone here in the vaping community. She constantly goes out of her way to help others and is just a joy to be around. I want to get her this shout-out because she has done so much to help everyone, and she always tries to get her something... And I have always tried to get her something to thank her for all she has done, but it's hard to keep ahead of her as far as vape gear goes. But I know something she would absolutely love, and that would be a shout-out from you. All of us here at Beyond watch your vlogs every week in the shop and absolutely love you. Keep up the amazing work. All of us here at ABV, absolutely. Brian, you are shouted out. What was your boss's name? Natalie, boom, you are shouted out. And everybody at Above and Beyond Vapor out there in Minnesota, thank you for watching the vlogs. Put them on in the shop. If this vlog is in the shop right now, just 
hey, hi, everybody out there in Minnesota, all the customers in the shop. Hope you guys are, are doing great, evidently. Natalie's the person to talk to if you have uh, questions about vaping gear. So ask Natalie. I think she's standing kind of over in that area. Maybe not. I don't know. So let's do one a little bit more recent. This is from April. Alex writes to me and says, Hey, Nick, my name is Alex, and of course you can use my name. I am from northern Kentucky, and I'm a proud employee of a shop here in Kentucky called Dripwell Vapors. At the time of this email, I am 19 years old, and I have been vaping for quite some time now, thanks to my old college roommate, Dave, who we call Cato. He introduced me to my very first big boy setup in 2014, which was an authentic Origin Mech Mod, an authentic tugboat version 1 RDA. I know that you are a very busy individual with your travels videos and your hard work spreading advocacy amongst the community, but I was hoping to possibly get a shout out for myself on or around May 12th, which will be my 20th birthday. Holy crap, are we close to May 12th? Oh, next week! Why didn't I read this next week? I'm sorry, Alex. Oh, I'm sorry. Happy birthday. Happy early birthday. We're exactly one week away from your birthday right now. And if I would have just waited one more week, could have got you a shout out exactly on your birthday. But uh, but what are you going to do? Happy 20th birthday next year uh, on your birthday in May. Come to Vegas to VPX, and uh, you can you can come out drinking with me and uh, Dwayne and Ruby and 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 Jess Marie. We'll just have a great time. And uh, I apologize for the early birthday, but happy birthday! That would be the best best that would be the best birthday present I could think of. And of course, a shout out to Cato for being the one who introduced me to the hobby side of vaping. Thank you for all you do for the community and the awesome videos that you post. I look forward to seeing the new videos you post in the future. Absolutely. Alex, boom. Happy birthday to you. Well, you know what? These uh, these shout-outs keep piling up, and you know what? That's okay. I have a huge folder of shout-outs, and they go all the way back to January now. So... All good, all good in the hood. I don't think I have any more time for more shout-outs because we do have to get on with the vlog. I got some reviews for things that never got reviewed. There's favorite comments of the week. There's just so much stuff to do. So what I want to do right now, I have a feeling this might take a while because, like I said, one of these products is brand new, never even built on it or anything, never even looked at the deck. What I want to do now is some uh, some first impressions. All right, so the first first impression that I want to do is something I'm going to have to build on. Now, a lot of people have been asking about this, and until right now, and up until including right now, I've never tried one. This is the avocado. What? I've never tried this. I've been having just a great time with the theorem, and evidently the avocado is very similar because a lot of people have been emailing me and commenting and messaging me saying, you know, theorem or avocado, theorem or avocado. This is the avocado 24 millimeter, and I'm really interested to try it. I just popped it out of the box. It looks like it comes with um, some sort of ceramic thing that I don't know. I'm sure we'll get there in a second. It comes with an extra glass. It comes with a drip tip, and it comes with a baggie of extra... Uh, O-rings and stuff like that. So cool. So cool, cool, cool. I'm going to set all this to the side and I'm going to attach this now. This is something a lot of people ask about and it's something I guess I'm going to have to bring up more often than I have in the past. This is just the head of an old mod. This is this was the BAM mod from back in the day 
Ed the Green gave me an empty BAM head, and I use it sometimes for like holding my atomizers while I'm building, so I have something to screw it down onto, and that's 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 all this is. But so this avocado has it's a dual coil setup. There's big airflow, little slightly loud airflow. How's that airflow? Oh, that's really tight airflow. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, the drip tip unscrews. You can't pull it out. Drip tip unscrews just like that. I want to pull this off. Is this just held on here by O-rings? Good lord, is it? Ugh, yeah, it is. Okay, so we have uh, Dino and Cisco's favorite thing, a Velocity-style deck on there. There's four very big wick holes in there as well. Wow, those are pretty big holes. Hmm, those holes look like two and a half millimeters, so I bet if I build a two, two and a half or two millimeter dual or single coil on here, that I could get the juice down in there. I, I plan on treating this one more like a dripper than I do with the theorem. With the theorem, Oh, I guess there is on this way, too. With the theorem, there's actually a hole for filling. And with this, what is this? What is this little tab here? Oh, okay. So that swings open, and you can fill it that way. So I'm just going to treat this more like a dripper. That's what I'm going to do. And I bet that ceramic part goes here. Oh, yes. Look at that. Okay, so you can make it a single coil, but still have dual coil airflow. Very, very fancy avocado. It comes with a glass, it comes with a different glass tank as well. It comes with like a clear glass tank, and this one is sort of frosted. Which one do you think? Should I go clear or frosty? I don't know, I kind of like the frosty on there. Let's leave the frosty one on there. So what I'm going to do is put a single coil on here. I don't want to try to do a dual coil just yet. Oh, Kent's thing. Oh, it works. Look at that. It's working. Yeehaw. It comes, I think it comes with a, uh, with the correct Allen key to use. So I might actually use that one instead of Kent's thing here. No. Oh, wow. Huh. This does not. Interesting. Okay, well, whatever. So this doesn't come with its own Allen key to use on there. So looks like I'll be using Kent's even though it felt a little bit loose in there. So what I'm going to do is install this uh, little ceramic bit here so that I can have some good dual airflow. And then I'm going to put a single coil on here. We're going to go we're going to go single coil, team single coil for sure. I have one spare dude coil that uh, I think is going to work pretty well. So, you know what? You don't have to watch all this. Let me get it all set up, and I'll come back when I have a build on it. So that's kind of what I'm working with right there. I put a single coil on it, and I put that ceramic piece on the back, and clearly one of my wicks is not long enough. One of them's a little too short. I might re-wick it after a bit, but I really just want to see how it vapes right now and if it's going to wick that juice up there. Um, 
Not stoked on the fill method, but for some reason, this avocado 24mm was giving me a check atomizer error on my Axis Vapes M17. I swapped out the glass and I swapped out the O-rings to match my M17 because I was like, oh, I'll just use this on my M17. But for some reason, it was throwing me a check atomizer error on that mod. It works on the Silo 2000 DNA 200, but for some reason it just will not fire on my Axis Vapes M17 DNA 200. So that's a little bit concerning, but I'm sure there's a reasonable explanation for it. So I'm gonna get some juice on this and then we can vape it. I'm gonna be trying out this Thai boba juice, which mm, smells delicious. I'm just gonna saturate these coils. I'm gonna, uh, drip some juice down into that tank right there and yeah i'm just gonna see how it goes this uh single dual fused single okay so it's a single fuse clapton made by squid dude with uh it's a two core 24 gauge anarchist with twisted messes 36 gauge uh niachrome 80 over it so let's uh Vapors. Let's turn this down just a little bit because I don't want to blow my dick off. Now let's see how well a glass dripper bottle works with this avocado. I have a feeling it's not going to work very well at all for filling. Oh, maybe I've just been proven wrong. It actually works kind of great. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to use the theorem that silicone gets in the way constantly. I'm going to use my theorem technique of making a little bit of space here a little bit of air space in this uh cotton area just so it can wick up better uh matt gave me that advice and it's been pretty invaluable it's worked uh incredibly well so here we go let's line that up with that come on why oh, fucking hell why won't you go on avocado cap those O-rings are insane, and now my deck is turning. What the hell's going on here? Why are these O-rings so insane right now? <laughs> okay, well that looks fucking ridiculous. I can't get this to go down all the way, and I don't want to shatter this glass. Every fucking time! Why won't this go on? Okay, that's the best it's gonna get. I cannot get this top cap to sit flush. Those O-rings are far too fucking intense, man. Holy shit. That is unbelievable. It came on it, it came sitting flush, but now there's this gap all the way around the top cap. Fuck it, I'm going to vape it. Hmm. So you can tell with that ceramic airflow in there that one side is clearly pulling a lot more air than the other. The back side is pulling less air than the front side. The front side's just wide open. The backside, it's a little bit restricted, but whatever. What do I have this at? 0 0.176, 76 watts. Hmm. That Thai Boba is actually pretty good. I hate that this cap is not sitting flat on here, and I don't know what I can do to get it to sit flat. It's driving me insane. All fused Claptons do that. Have you noticed that... All fused Claptons crackle after the fact. They all do it, and I have no idea why. The vape on it's actually pretty nice. I'm going to turn down the airflow to that tight airflow setting. 
Wow, that ramps up the flavor like crazy. This Thai boba pair perfectly with this. Okay, well, maybe not perfectly, but it's still quite a nice juice. Um, yeah, first impressions. First impressions of this here avocado. I don't know why I can't get the top tap to fit on there. I have a feeling it's because of the ceramic piece. And if I take the ceramic piece off, then suddenly the airflow or the cap's going to fit down perfectly. Which, no, it does not. Why doesn't that sit flush on there? Look, look. Do you see this gap right there? That black stripe right there? I cannot, for the life of me, get this to sit flush. It even looks like it's crooked. Like this is the fucking Horizon Tech tank all over again. It looks like it's sitting crooked and I can't. That's the build I have on there. Working good, great, producing the vapors like crazy. This top cap will just not sit flush. You see that? You see how it's just not sitting flush at all? Is there something I'm missing here? Is there a trick to this? Do I need to remove one of those O-rings? Because they are intensely strong. And I've also noticed that this airflow adjustment does not separate in any capacity from the rest of the tank. It's like permanently fucking fused on there because I can't get it off either. Well, obviously, you know what? This is why we do first impressions. I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. Maybe there's a trick to it that I am not getting. Maybe I'm not seeing it. Uh, the vape I'm getting from it is really nice, but I cannot, for the life of me, get that fucking top cap to sit flush. And I actually don't like the vape I'm getting from this right now. It is very dry. This is only a two millimeter coil in here. So I don't think I packed it too full of cotton, but it may just need to be re-wicked. I hate that this ceramic shit doesn't fit flush in there either. It just doesn't fit flush in there. It is constantly wobbling back and forth. It's got tiny little O-rings on the bottom that are supposed to go in these holes, but you can't get them into the holes. And when you can, it just wobbles around back and forth. God damn it. I was really excited about this avocado. If anyone's got any avocado tips or tricks on the 24 millimeter or how to get that fucking top cap to sit flush, please, please let me know because uh, clearly I'm struggling with it pretty hard. So obviously, yeah, I'm going to need to spend way more time with that avocado 24 millimeter, figure out all the little fucking quirks and bells and whistles and... Uh, get it working well there's atomizers all over the place anyway <coughs> let's do a more fun first impression let's talk about the obnoxious dna 75 so evolve uh i was kind of unaware i guess and maybe i run in the wrong circles i didn't know they were doing a dna 75 but this is a legit dna 75 it runs on a single battery it can run on a single 18650 or a single 26650 this is in the h cigar vt 75 there's a couple first look unboxing videos of this i've spent about a day and a half with it now it's been fine i have a good mxjo 26650 in here even at 67 watts with a 0.3 ohm dual coil on this iJoy Tornado tank, it still is giving me constant weak battery, weak battery, weak battery, weak battery. And I don't even have it cranked up all the way. Let me turn it down 
to like 55 watts and see if it still gives me the weak battery. The DNA 75 includes an LED now on here. And when I first got it, it would not interface with the eScribe software. Evidently, in order for this to interface with the eScribe software, you have to download a new beta, hard to get unless you're a member of the super secret Evolve forum, beta version of the eScribe software. Thankfully, I know some people who know some people, so I got kind of a bootleg copy of the new eScribe software, and I was able to finally get in there and change the screen to what I like it to look like. When I first got it, it said resistance, then it had the temperature, then it had the 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 memory function that you were on, and then it had the wattage, and I'm like, no, no, this I don't want it to look like this. I want to change it. I want it to be resistance voltage battery life like I have on all my DNA 200s and I couldn't do it on the DNA 75 until I got this new version of the eScribe software. But it also includes this LED that you can change to be a different color when you're firing it or when you're charging it. I literally could not figure out how to do it. It came to the point where I had fiddled around with it and when I unplugged it, the the LED was just going crazy, like in a thousand different colors. So I'm like, fuck, I don't want, I certainly don't want it to do that. I just wanted it to be green when I'm looking at it. So it's a green thing I can look at because it just is on all the time. You see this LED right here? Just on all the time. But let's see, 55 watts, 0.33 ohms. Let's see if it gives me a uh, low battery warning or a weak battery warning. Yeah, it's giving me a weak battery warning. It says my battery is damn near fully charged. It's at 81%. I have it set to 55 watts on a 0.3 ohm, and it's giving me a weak battery warning. And if anyone wants a quick update to this iJoy Tornado Tank, it took me about four tries before I really got it working well. It's working really well now. The flavor is still not great. This is Yig I have in here. I've been vaping Yig like always for, for years. It doesn't taste right. It doesn't taste good in this tank. But I'm vaping it because, you know, that's one of the things that I do. Overall, this VT200, it's kind of nice kind of nicely made. It's very ergonomic. It retains this little swoop that's not going to really show up. You can't see it on camera on the black version, but there's like a little swoop right here. That's that's the same styling that they had on the VT200. It's the same styling they have on this VT75. It's a little bit of like a, a half cutout. It's like a little swoop. This also comes in red, but I think the black looks pretty cool. Like I said, it's really ergonomic to hold. The fire button's right there, and I'm a finger my mod guys. It's got this like teardrop shape, and I can just hit it with my finger right there. So yeah, so far, so far, so good. It's been working good. I don't know if this USB ch port is for charging or strictly for software interface. I've been taking the battery out to charge it and putting a new battery in. Uh, there's a little screw here on the bottom. You can unscrew this, put a new battery in. It comes with a little sleeve, so you can use a uh, an 18650 battery in this there as well. Um, I was talking to... I'm just going to say a person for right now who's uh, in the industry and works for a company and he's very, very well versed with the Evolve stuff. And he was telling me that the, the DNA 75 
has a couple limitations that not anybody really knows about because it hasn't really officially been released yet. This VT200 is still on pre-order right now and it's not gonna come out until the end of May. So I'm gonna be testing it up until then. What I do like with the new eScribe is you can change it so that when you adjust it, it's in full watt increments. God, that is amazing, not having to go through 38.1, 38.2, 38.3, 38.4, 38.5, 38.6, 38.7. To get to 39, you just go 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45. If I wanna go up to 50, it's five clicks and I'm at 50. If I wanna go to 55, it's five more clicks and I'm at 55 and it's great. You can set that up in the eScribe software. I don't know that you could do that with the DNA 200, but if you could, awesome. I'm gonna go do it to all of my DNA 200s. It's been working good other than that weak battery signal. And someone, this person in the industry who's very, very familiar with the Evolve stuff, chips, software, etc., he was saying that the, the DNA 75 has some very strange limitations on it in that, well, maybe I don't want to spill all this right now because it's just a first impressions and they could change the software, they could have a firmware update, but as it stands right now in this version that I have right now, you cannot get a true 75 watts unless you're at 0.5 and under, right? Which doesn't seem like a big deal because a lot of us vape at 0.75 and under, but it, or 0.5 and under, but if you were at like a 0.7, you can't go up to 75 watts, it just won't let you. It maxes out because the maximum voltage of this is six volts, right? Does that make sense? Weird, I don't know, I haven't run into that problem, the only problem I've ran into is the weak battery that I get. I have enjoy been enjoying this little combo, I went out for a walk today, took it with me, it's been good, it still gives me the weak battery, but, I always say this, like with all my first impressions, I'm gonna spend way more time with that VT75 before I feel comfortable talking about it in a full review. What do I have left for first impressions? Let's do that tank. So I got this new fancy sub-ohm tank from E-Leaf, which is Joytech, which is Wismec, if you're Ruby Roo, called the Lychee Tank. Lychee Tank, Lychee Tank. I'm not really sure how to say Lychee to begin with. For some reason, they named their tank after a fruit which is a thing, I don't know. It is essentially their version of the cuboid or the cubis tank. It's, 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 it's top fill, so you spin this little doohickey right here and you have a big open fill port. Then you slide it to the other side, then that closes the fill port. And then when you unscrew the whole thing, when you unscrew the top, if I can do it without fucking my life up, Ugh, like this, it pulls the whole coil head out, just like it does on the Cubis. And I'm gonna put this back in here. Wait, why is it overflowing now? Shit, oh, I fucked up, what the hell? So this was a full tank, and then when I unscrewed it, now I can't screw it back down without causing a flood. What the fuck just happened? Oh, oh, I know what's happening. Shit, why did I do that? Ah, it's because I didn't open the juice flow. It's because I didn't open the juice fill. Why can't I speak fucking ever? Okay, now it's gonna, now I'll be able to screw it down because the juice fill is open. I forgot that there's juice up in this upper part and it's not just in the lower part. The juice goes 
past the glass. Now I have to wipe all this down. Ah! But anyway, it's actually been a very enjoyable vape. This is a 0.3 ohm coil. I have it set to 51 watts. This is a tobacco juice in here from Black Note, and Black Note exclusively makes tobacco flavors. This one is something dumb. It's called like Persephone or something weird. Oh, God damn it. Always, always remember to close your juice fill holes before tipping your tank over. Wow, this has been just a shit show from the beginning. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Shit Show 2016, starring me, Grim Green. Prelude. It's called Prelude. It's named after a Honda car, and it's a weird tobacco flavor it's a little bit on the spicy side like it's a spicy tobacco i have a feeling these tobaccos would do much better in a mouth to lung tank but i really wanted to try a couple of them so i just threw it in the sub ohm tank the flavor on it's nice it's just a peculiar flavor it tastes a little spicy a little bit soapy to me i'll put a link definitely down in the description so you can check it out if you're interested but they make some interesting, interesting tobacco flavors. If you're like a tobacco person and you're after nothing but tobaccos, check out Black Note. The, per the prelude is uh, just weird. But this sub-ohm tank has actually been, actually been performing really nice. That tobacco flavor really takes me back a number of years. I feel like I'm back in fucking 2011 vaping out of a cardomator tank with a silver bullet. I haven't really run into any flooding or leaking or gurgling issues. Um, obviously, don't just take the tank apart in the middle of a video because uh, it's going to flood everywhere and then you open up your juice fill and then you shove it back down and then you tip it over with your juice fill open and you get tobacco juice all down your arm and all over your desk. That's a that's a lovely thing to do as well. But I'm trying to remain optimistic. I really like the vape I'm getting from this little e-leaf lychee tank. It's just another sub-ohm tank and... You know, sub-ohm tanks have kind of come a long way. This vapes really well. The airflow comes in from the top. So when you when you have your mouth on the drip tip, you can feel air kind of rushing past your lips going down into the tank. It's a very interesting experience. But yeah, there we go. That's the lychee tank. I'll post a link down in the description to where you can check it out. But like with all my first impressions, I'm going to spend a little bit more time with this here lychee tank. Get to know it ins and outs just a little bit better. Last first impression that I have to do this week is something I may not even do a review for. This is the new... Actually, you know what? Fuck it. I am going to do a review for it because I make the rules around here. This is the new Beyond Vape Solara DNA 200. So the last incarnation of the Solara was the DNA 40, I believe. So they've upgraded it to a DNA 200. I really liked the Solara DNA 40. I thought it was a great mod. I gave one to my brother, actually. This is the DNA 200 version of it. It's Beyond Vape, Aria built. This is the Anarchist version of it. It's lime green, dot mod Petri version 2 with a lime green drip tip. It's all very matchy-matchy. I have some strawberry cookie butter in this here RDA, and it's quite nice. It's uh, a lot of strawberry. It's not so much cookie butter as it is a lot of strawberry, but this is a 0.3 ohm coil. Have it set to 68 watts. It's giving me four and a half volts. Um, 
it's it's been nice. I took this with me out to that vape meet out in Cathedral City, Palm Springs area, and vaped it the whole time I was there. Just I, I, it's really comfortable. You know what? These mods are getting more and more ergonomic, especially if you're a finger person. If you like to finger your mods like I do, like finger buttons. You put this rounded part right in your palm, and you press the button with your finger, and you just clouds, bro. Flavor of the Petri is so good. So this is aluminum. It's got uh, nice clicky buttons on here that I'm assuming are directly interfacing with the uh, with the DNA 200 board in there. I just am not sure about the price. So let me let me pull this up real fast. So it's 189 bucks, which is yeah. I mean that's on the expensive side. Uh, most DNA 200s are over a hundred dollars though. You're not going to find a real DNA 200 with that nice flat DC signal for under a hundred bucks. They're all over a hundred bucks, but it says the Solara DNA 200, uh, authentic evolved to DNA 200 trip. It has a 1200 ma three cell lipo battery on the inside. So that's better. That's a better battery. That's in that ad that's in the axis vapes M 17. So you're going to get a little bit better battery life. 1200 ma three cell lipo, <coughs> OLED screen. It goes over the whole specs of the DNA 200, which if we're not all familiar with by now, then good Lord, God help us all if we're not familiar with the DNA 200. It's a DNA 200 box. You know what I mean? We've all seen them. We've all used them. There's been uh, a whole shit ton of DNA 200 reviews out there, and this is another you know, DNA 200 that Beyond Vape and Aria and uh, Anarchist have made, and it's a DNA 200 box, you know what I mean? At least it's a slightly aesthetically pleasing. I like this green color. I like sort of this C-frame black on here. I like it matchy-matchy with this drip tip. I have a feeling this is a rig, this is a setup that I'm going to be using quite often. But like with all my first impressions, I'm going to spend a little bit more time with that before I feel comfortable talking about it. Wow. So we did some first impressions, got a little frustrated at a couple things, spilled some juice everywhere, and uh, just had a grand old time uh, with the DNA 75 and the DNA 200. So I'm going to wrap this up. Um, we still have one more thing to do. Let's do a review for a thing that never got a review. Reviews for things that never got reviews. So what we're going to be doing a review for a thing that never got reviewed is this little guy right here. So this came to me from Vapor DNA. This is the Project Sub Ohm S80 and it's a single 18650 80 watt temperature control device. It runs on the Yihi SX SX130H chip. It's it's a cool little mod, man, and it's one of those things that it just got passed over a couple times, and uh, there was one time I was all set to do a review for it, and uh, I went to the Vapor DNA site, and it's like, it's out of stock, and so I'm like, shit, and so then it, you know, a couple more weeks, weeks went by, and it just kept getting more and more and more behind, and it comes to, you know, a certain point, really, when a, a mod or a tank or an atomizer or something is so old that it's just not even relevant anymore. You know what I mean? And it's not that I think this is irrelevant anymore. It's just one of those things I kept seeing and going, ah, 
I should really do a review for that. And then I realized, oh, well, I have, I have to do this, this, and this, and this, this, and this, and this, this, and this. And it just, it just fell behind. Poor little guy, poor little S80 just fell behind. And it's not a bad little mod. It's made out of what feels like stainless steel, at least through the center of it. The outside has this like rubbery grip finish. For such a small mod, it feels very, very substantial in your hand. It's got a very clicky button up here. So let's see what we're rocking here. This is 0.5. Let's turn up the wattage. So this is a 0.5 ohm coil or 0.59, so it's technically 0.6 ohm coil. I only have this set to 37 watts. Let's see how it does. This is that Gujar tank that I like so much. Could definitely stand to have some more wattage to it. I don't remember exactly what I was running this at. I want to say it was like around 50 something watts. So I'm gonna turn this up to 51.5 watts. Now, it does not have a USB, so it is not firmware upgradable. You're not gonna be able to interface this with this in any way on your computer. You're not gonna be able to make a custom firmware for it. You're not gonna be able to upgrade it in the future. It just is what it is. It's a closed system. It does have this strange, like nine volt looking battery, like nine volt looking plug on the bottom that I, it might be for charging, but I'm not 100% sure. It didn't come with anything to plug in there, which I thought was weird. Anyway, uh, let's vape this. So much better. So much better at 50 watts. So there's a battery compartment here on the bottom that is knurled, and these threads... They're not fantastic. Um, this is a sub-ohm cell I have in here. And look, I don't endorse the sub-ohm cells by any stretch of the imagination. I don't even think it's really that great of a battery, but I have some. And I, I run so many mods at the same time that occasionally I have to be like, all right, well, it's time. All my, all my other good batteries are being used right now. It's time to use the sub-ohm cell. So positive side goes in. These threads on the bottom are weird. It takes me like two or three tries to find the right spot before I can actually like screw it down all the way. And maybe that's just me trying to like rush through it, but one, two, three, four, five. Now you have to turn it back on. Project sub ohm. So if you go over to the Vapor DNA site, these are only 50 bucks. So yeah, 50 bucks. What do you want to spend on a single 18650, you know, Yeehee SX130H TC box mod. It's a great little size. It's a great little finish. It's a it's a great little thing altogether. In fact, I'm going to throw this in to the giveaway that I'm going to do soon as well. In this video, I'm going to do a giveaway. This project sub-ohm will be included. I apologize. I don't have any of the original packaging, but uh, I'm going to throw it in there too as just a little thing because I know I used this a lot and then I stopped using it. It never got a review and I have a feeling moving forward. I have so many single battery, you know, medium wattage devices that I'm truly and honestly probably not going to use this ever again after this video, which is why it's going in the giveaway. Why are you so weak all of a sudden? Why? Why are you doing that? Why is your resistance changing to 0.7 now? That's really fucking weird. Oh, it's because this battery's dead. Ugh. That's why it's not giving me the power. I don't know why the resistance is changing, but it's because this battery is dead. You know what, sub-ohm cell? You go away now forever. All right, let's see what you got for me now with a fresh new battery in there. Yee-hee 130. 
All right, 61 watts, 0.6 ohms, 6 volts. Wow, that's a lot of sixes in there. Fully charged battery. Don't let me down, little guy. Beautiful. Just freaking beautiful. So, yeah, it's fine. It's a fine little thing. It flew under the radar. It flew under my radar, and it's just a little thing. I never see anybody, like, posting this with hand checks like on Instagram or Facebook if you have one of these let me know i mean honestly because i have not seen anybody really rocking these in hand checks or being like on Facebook like oh i got my new setup it's that new project subohm project s80sx130h tc box mod like i've never heard anybody say that and it's not that it's a bad little it's a nice little guy it's a nice little soft finished guy but uh yeah, just flew under the radar. So there you go. That's my review for it. Never got reviewed, and it's fine. It's a fine little thing, and I'm going to throw it into the giveaway. So before we get to the giveaway, let's do some uh, let's do some favorite comments of the week. <laughs> so there was a lot of comments of the week. I have a bunch. I even have some in another folder that I was saving. So I'm not going to blow my whole load right here, but let's do, let's start with this one. Uh, Jersey Toll, uh, I don't remember what video this was on as per usual, but he just wrote, you're a pussy boy. <laughs> what? I mean, he's not wrong. I am a heterosexual male, and uh, I don't know what he means by you are a pussy boy. So whatever. Hey, thanks for your input, buddy. Appreciate it. Someone actually left this, so someone forwarded this to me, and this guy dislikes me so much that he went on someone else's YouTube, another YouTube reviewer, to complain about me. So that is dedication to the game right there. Uh, he wrote, hashtag, give me that beast. Dude, I don't know if you've heard Grim Green's videos, but I can't stand it when he says toot. It's hit or drag or anything anything really anything but not fucking toot sorry rant over here you go here you go jay gazar 129 this is just for you toot 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 anyway i thought that one was really good uh another comment of the week here from uh Techie, Tech 9 Man 1996. And I just thought this was funny. It's not really offensive in any way. Uh, this was on an old video. And he said, it's so crazy. I used to watch Grimm's videos probably two years ago. And he had no tats. And now he's Mr. Inky. <laughs> oh, thank you. That was hilarious. I was just like, Mr. Inky. I just thought, I don't know. I just thought that was funny. Let's do one more. Let's do let's do uh, the last one here. Um, Travis Travis wrote and said, "You can paint it more than that, you vaginer." I don't I don't know what that means. You can paint it more than that, you vaginer. I think this was on. It had to have been on an RDA review where I was painting the coils, like the Freak Show or the Kennedy or something like that. And evidently, Travis thinks that I can paint it more than that, more than I was in that video. You can paint it more than that, you vaginer. You vaginer. I wonder if, if, uh, 
If that's how they speak in Boringand. I wonder if Travis is from Boringand because he might get along with Mr. Boringand. Anyway, so let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this whole freaking vlog up with a giveaway. So, like I said, this guy, this little Project sub guy, he's going in there. Not the tank, but you know what? I might even be able to just find a tank and throw it in there. But definitely, definitely this guy. And definitely, definitely this prize. Oh, are you so excited? This is great. I literally forgot I had it. And it is so beautiful and so great. I can't wait for somebody to win this. You know what's in this little sleeve? Can you guess? Is it a mech mod? What mech mod is it? What mech mod could be that cool that I would get that excited about? Let me just show you the tip. Just the tip, just for a second. You see that? Oh, can you even tell what it is? No, you can't. You can't tell what it is just from the tip. No one can tell just from the tip. But inside is a brand new copper Kennedy Ruby mod. Look at this. Look at this. I want to use this so bad. Go back and watch my Kennedy Vapor Ruby mod review and you'll see why I love this thing so much. This is the traditional three post deck. It's got Kennedy airflow in the bottom. It's got a very, very matchy copper tip on top. It even has the warning sticker still on it. That's to show that I've never used this. Besides probably Steve the Machinist, I am probably the only other person that has touched this mod. I got it out. I've like felt the button. And I'm like, oh, I want to vape you so bad. But you know what? Instead of that, we're going to do a giveaway. And what's the giveaway? What's the giveaway, you ask? Well, first, let me repack up this ruby that was delicately placed in here. In fact, I'm going to take the battery out of this Project Subohm, okay? And then we're going to throw that in there as well. Oh, it's good. It's all bubbly wrapped in there. In fact, I'm going to tape this up right now so that you can see it on camera. You can see me taping up the box. In fact, additionally, I'm going to throw in two Grim Army stickers. That's good. Two Culture of Cloud stickers. That's good. And two brand new Grim Green logo stickers. Yes, those are all going in there. And now I'm going to tape it up. Lovingly packed. Lovingly packed. Oh man, nobody's getting in here. So, it's all packed up. It just needs a postage and a, you know, a thing on there. Anyway, so how do you win? Here's what we're going to do. I don't want to do another Photoshop contest. As fun as those are, I'm going to save that for a later date. Here's what I want you to do. Use any social media you would like. In fact, even if you want to just email me a picture, contest at grimgreen.com, that would work fine, but I would prefer it to be on social media. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, your own blog, whatever, social media, right? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just take a picture of yourself enjoying the vlog. That's all I want to see. I want to see people enjoying the vlog. I want to see a guy with his beer and a vape in front of his computer just going, watching vlog, watching Grim Green and vlog day. Take a picture of yourself watching the vlog. It can be of your feet, it can be of your face, it can be of your vape, it can be funny, it can be serious, it can be advocacy related, just whatever. Just take a picture of yourself watching the vlog and it can be whatever vlog you want. It doesn't even have to be this vlog. Go back to whatever, your favorite vlog if people have favorites. Take a picture of yourself watching the vlog and on social media, use the hashtag 
Grim Ruby Clouds, okay? Hashtag Grim Ruby Clouds. And that will enter you into the Ruby giveaway. We're gonna let this go. Oh, how about Thursdays today, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And then Monday at midnight is the cutoff, okay? So you got five solid days. It's so easy. Use your cell phone, use your DSLR, use whatever you want. Take a picture, make it funny, make it cool, make it sexy, make it awesome. Actually, you don't have to make it sexy. Although, I've never received a sexy submission. I'm not soliciting sexy submissions. It's just funny. I don't know why I said that. I've never received a sexy submission. But anyway, make it cool, make it fun. Uh, take a picture of yourself enjoying the vlog. Just say, hey, watching the vlog with Grim, drinking a beer and vaping on my, you know, whatever, lava box or M17, whatever you want to do. But be sure to use the hashtag Grim Ruby Clouds. Hashtag Grim Ruby Clouds. There you go. There you go. That's the giveaway. Wow. All right. Let's wrap this vlog up. It's been it's been long and it's been fun. And uh, I want to thank everybody again for all your support in uh, in everything that happens over here on the Grim Green YouTube. I do my best not to let you down, and I do my best to get a vlog out all the time. Thankfully, I'm home for a while till we go to Vegas. So. We're back in that regular routine of Mod Monday, Topper Tuesday, Wildcard Wednesday, Vlog Thursday. And I, uh, I'm i very, very excited about that. I love it. I love it. I love it. So thank you to everybody that watched to the end. You are my favorite people on earth. Come here. Give me a hug. Come here. Anyway, that's what I got for today. Let's grab this VT75 with my tornado tank. And uh, that's all I got. I'll have a load, mountain of links down in the description, but that's what I got for today, everybody. Thank you so much, and as always, let's keep on vaping.